Hi, today is October 25th, and I want to welcome you to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Apple, Unity, NVIDIA, and Collector's Universe. Thanks. Okay, uh, earnings is picking back up now. We have a few big names uh, reporting this week. You have Hasbro and SAP before open on Monday. After close on Monday, you have Twilio and Chegg. Before open on Tuesday, you have 3M and Caterpillar. After close on Tuesday, Microsoft, AMD. Uh, before open on Wednesday, you have UPS, Boeing, MasterCard, Fiverr, uh, Sony, Anthem, Six Flags. After close on Wednesday, you have Fastly, Pinterest, Etsy, Gilead, Visa, Teladoc, and eBay, as well as Livongo and ServiceNow. Before open on Thursday, you have Shopify, Nokia, Moderna, uh, Moderna, Moderna, Spotify, Overstock, Kraft Heinz, as well as Yum. After close on Tuesday, you have Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, Alphabet, Activision, Blizzard, and Starbucks. Uh, and then before open on Friday, you have ExxonMobil, Chevron, Honeywell, Atria, and Under Armour. Okay, uh, just a few interesting points that you know I've been looking at for some of these companies. Uh, Hasbro uh, before open on Monday, you want to like look at you know how their Magic the Gathering sector is doing. Toys are cool too, but you know with this move into virtual, you want to see how Hasbro is actually handling that pipeline. Um, that's where at least I'm putting my focus on. And I promise it's not a bias because of Magic the Gathering. Um, you have Twilio after close on Monday. Twilio has been doing really awesome this year too. You can imagine that you know when if people have to be away or further away, then text notifications become ever more important or just like cloud in general. You'll see a lot of cloud stocks going up. Um, Fastly took a massive massive hit as of recently like with a negative or down 30 percent drop uh because it guided down um it's going to be interesting how they report open on wednesday after close um and just seeing how other cloud stocks like net uh, report too or like how they how that price reacts to fastly reporting um ebay you know is the main place where you sell your collectibles you buy your collectibles and collectibles have been on rise so i would imagine ebay is not gonna have any trouble with you know demand but you know as with any earnings it doesn't matter how good a company will report the stock can always go down you always have to remember that uh, because of profit taking market manipulators and all that good jazz um, what else here? Uh, I'm looking at Chegg, you know, when, if you're working remote or you're studying remote and you just want to get your study answers done because you want to go on that vacation, you're going to use Chegg to get, all, <laughs> to get all your answers. And then, you know, they're doing better and better job of making sure that you can't share your account, which is probably a good move. Um, but if I was in college, I'd probably think that's the worst move ever. Um, what else here? Shopify is near its $1,000 price point, which it's been really sticky with. Like it hasn't gone past 1,000 and it hasn't gone below 1,000 for too long. It's very stable at 1,000. So we'll see if Thursday's the the day where you know it breaks the trend and either goes down or up from there. Um, Apple with their new phone and their pre-order uh, seems like everyone's down for it. You know, it'll get a lot of flack for, you know, not including a charger and all that stuff. But that stuff is good for 
Apple. I mean, uh, many people feel like they're getting gypped, but really, like, do you need that extra charger? At least that's how I'm feeling. Um, Facebook is interesting. It's the Instagram play, uh, but you also hear that, you know, lots of companies have boycotted Facebook in lieu of other ad channels because of quarrels with they had with the company. Activision, Blizzard, they're, they've uh, delayed uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Uh, till the end of the year so not sure like how exactly that's going to affect guidance uh at the end of the call uh but i'll be listening to that one because that'll be pretty fun um and then uh what i didn't mention earlier was that actually collector's universe reports on the 29th at least that's what i've known so far uh without the date being changed so october 29th collector's universe reports the stock has been on a tear um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was profit taking or if the stock guided down or went down, not guided down, but went down. Uh, collectibles, uh, like I've mentioned on the podcast and stream before, they are at all time high. It is incredibly scary what types of cards are being bought because it doesn't make sense that you're buying the brand new Charizard for 500 bucks when, you know, millions of people can just buy the packs and open themselves, right? Like, the prices of some of the modern cards or the cards that you can open in this present day are just incredibly high and it's like there's definitely mania right like there's people that aren't even into collectibles buying collectibles and i mean that's great the hobby gets bigger and more people get eyes on it but the price gets just artificially high and then you know i'm not calling for a crash anytime soon i'm just saying it's like very dangerous to um, invest in collectibles right now i know a lot of people are thinking oh you know maybe i should diversify and put some money into collectibles it's like just buy collectibles if they make you happy like i won't say anything against you for that but if you think diversifying into collectibles right now like at this present time is the best move then you already missed the train right like when i started buying the heavy pokemon packs i think that was like the opportune time now it's gotten way too crazy with the logan paul stuff and logic buying the the biggest bid for a charizard and all that all that stuff it's just way too bubbly um but of course by all means if you really just like collectibles like collect that it should be for fun as it should be um but don't do it as a source of income it's just way too scary right now at least for pokemon maybe in magic and all that good jazz and all the other stuff that i don't know but for pokemon it is the top as far as my weekly plays go or Junie's weekly play goes, um, right now I've just been buying stock uh, in various companies I enjoy. Um, and right now it's a little bit too scary to open up wheels if you don't know what you're doing. Um, you know, when the market generally goes up, opening wheels are fun because you rarely get assigned. But with all this election volatility and um, just earnings volatility that's happening right now, uh, this is just a reminder. You can get got really, really quickly if you're not ready. Imagine a scenario where you uh, understand that like, oh, I could sell options, I could sell puts here and I get paid a premium. Uh, especially because it's earnings and uh, you know I get paid a little bit more because of the volatility there and then so you open a few puts uh, you sell a few puts and then you get a sign on those and then you know uh, a few days later then you see a play of thinking like oh you know what if I bought calls on uh, you know Amazon or something that reports later that week I can make up my money but I need to exit my stock position that I just got signed on that I'm currently down on 
right? And then you exit for a loss on your stocks there. You buy calls on Amazon and then you lose on the calls on Amazon. And that's how you get tilted, right? That's like maximum tilt. So this is just a reminder that this scenario that I'm talking about right now could absolutely be you. It doesn't matter if you listen to this podcast. It doesn't matter if you take notes during this podcast. You just have to pray that like one of these points stick when it comes to actually decision time. When when it, when you put your finger right above that buy button or that sell button, you have to be absolutely sure that you want to do that because no one is making you do that trade, right? No one's making you do that trade. You're completely doing it on your own. And if you make gains, great. It's because of you. It's because you click that buy sell button. But if you take a loss, it's also because of you, because you click the buy or sell button. So just remember that because I know there's going to be a lot of earnings posts this month. There's going to be a lot of traffic for ThetaGain.com this month. Um, but really, really make sure that you have your max losses covered because once you don't realize what max loss is, uh, if you don't recognize that early and you get into your max loss scenario when you get assigned and you're not ready for it, your your magnitude or like just the the amount of money that needs to recoup your losses just gets exponentially higher, right? You exit for a loss here, then you try to enter a new trade, you lose there, and then you think, okay, if I just go big on this one play, I'll break even or maybe even a little bit more, and you lose there. And then you like quit trading like altogether and you come back with your like next paycheck or whatever Wall Street Bet says, right? So try not to become the meme. Like try to remember that like, you know, earnings shouldn't be part of the plan and that earnings are strictly for fun because I still like to play earnings for fun, though I haven't done that in a really, really long time. But I mean, I could still understand the joy of it. So that's why I say earnings are for fun. They are extremely dangerous, though, and should not be part of a plan. It's just strictly for fun. Okay, uh, to the new ThetaGain.com website updates, I have been streaming like almost like eight hours at a time sometimes of me actually coding the wheel tracker. And it's a very intimate stream. There's like only like 10 people that show up. And this is like a quick shout out to Zoom and Brett. Thank you so much for tuning in and even helping me with a few formulas and stuff. Like it's a really fun stream. It's like very intimate. If you want to ask a question, you will for sure get it asked. Uh, you know, I have some people asking me like, oh, if I want to start coding, like where, where do I go? And like I answer those things. Um, you know, some people might ask, oh, Junie, what's in the background? And then, like instead of just telling them what it is, I, I get it out of the case and I show you. Like it's really, really intimate. It's really, really cool. Uh, the wheel tracker, uh, you know, sometimes being worked on like eight hours at a time um, will finally get done in probably like a week and a half. And I'll give like a few days of testing and I'll release it in probably like two weeks. Um, it's just super, super fun. Um, one of the main inputs that I've been getting, or one of the main questions that I've been getting that I want to respond to on the podcast is, you know, pe lots of people want to be able to upload their trades, like uh, from like a year ago or something, or like their backlogged trades. And to that is like, I can't, I can't like f foundationally or like fundamentally, I, I don't believe in letting people do that. Right, I didn't do that, 
So why should anyone else get to do that, right? And especially in a sense that like, you can't actually prove that you did those, right? But at least if you do it now going on forward, meaning like you don't put in the backlog trades and you just like, you know, start your profile from today and you upload your trades and close your trades accordingly, is that these are time stamped now, right? Like if you open a trade, it says you open it this day. And when you close a trade, it marks the time on when you closed it, right? So now you actually see, oh, this person actually did hold it for this long. Uh, and not just like uploading winners constantly, constantly, right? There, one of the major pitfalls of the of the theta game platform right now is that there's too much of an emphasis on winning still, right? No matter how much uh, like effort I put in, people care too much about having their profile be positive or be green. Because really, like it shouldn't you shouldn't need to prove to anybody that you're this awesome trader. It should be mainly for you. And you owe it to yourself to be real with yourself. And instead of like uploading this doc filled with trades that are successful and maybe, you know, on bad days, you didn't feel like logging that one because you, you were like, oh, you know, that's the last thing I want to do. And you just continue on with that. Like, oh, you owe it to yourself to be honest with yourself. And maybe people praising you or giving you props is like just a side effect. But being real with yourself comes first. And the realest way you can do that is time stamping your trades right like at least on an excel sheet you don't get to put like when you closed it you don't have some external thing time stamping anything for you but that's why theatergang.com is so cool and it's a shameless plug here is that when i open a trade it says boom this trade was opened on this date and when i close it it says boom this trade was closed three days later right and so there's a natural progression of like time and you see that like, okay, this person isn't just like instantly opening and closing a winner and saying like, oh, you know, this is a trade that I won a few days ago and now I'm uploading it. Like those are not the profiles that are gonna get the biggest traction. I imagine in like a year's time when social features are available and you can follow and you get to like, the best profiles, even if they're negative, are going to be the ones that have trades open for a certain amount of days and they like accurately trade the prices and everything and then people can actually learn from. No one cares about the rock star that has a full green portfolio because quite frankly, like anyone can create those, right? But once you gain a good traction of people, and I understand actually, like here's a little inside scoop. There are a few popular people on ThetaGang.com besides me and I understand why, because they are uploading their winners and losers accordingly, right? They're not just opening and closing them in like within like five minutes saying, like, oh, this was a day trade or whatever. The most popular profiles have their trades open for more than three days. And then people recognize like, wow, this person is like genuinely putting in their trades. Like, the, yeah, the, the price that they opened it at makes sense and the price that they closed it at. Yeah, I, he closed it or she closed it just now. And yeah, I'm just double checking with Tastyworks. Yes. The bid and ask is right there. Yeah, great. This person is genuine. I'm going to start following this person. I'm going to bookmark this person. Those are the best profiles. And those are the profiles I love, love seeing, especially the ones in my Discord. Some of them are still even negative on their P&L, but they share their profile anyway. And that's like, that is when you know you're going to get better. That's not like an if. That's not like hoping that your trades will get better. Your trades will definitely, like, get better there's there's no question i'm like i lost for words like once you get to a point where you don't care about losing that's when you get really really good obviously if you don't have as much money as the next person this is a bit of an issue 
But if you go in with the plan, whenever you reload your portfolio, at least you're learning, right? And I put air quotes around reload portfolio because that's you know that's the Wall Street no Wall Street bets thing. I'll see you guys after I reload with my next paycheck. As long as you get comfortable with losing and accepting things and learning from those mistakes and logging those mistakes, next time you reload, you might lose less. Next time you reload, you might lose a little bit, a little bit less. And then boom, you start compounding that and now you start slowly getting green. Then you be become break even in your all time and it's just a really, really good feeling, right? So I think I've, in the history of ThetaGain.com and the Discord, I think I've helped three people cross over on that break even from Wall Street Bets. And that's one of the best feelings ever right like that's that is that is that's just a really good feeling like i didn't even like i didn't even do it myself right it's me helping that this is what teachers must feel and it's like a super gratifying feeling and i'm i'm proud to have had that moment happen like three times in my own discord so thank you and if you're listening to this and you're the patron that's listening to this uh, yeah, I'm riding off of your wave because that wave is a super, super good feeling. All right, uh, today being a shorter episode, I just want to give a more simple tip here, uh, and it's to basically try your best, and I mean, obviously the title is going to be shorter, but it's going to be more along the lines of like, don't tr- uh, don't trade annual events. That means like iPhone releases or earnings dates or, or, or earning days, and like I want to give a little bit insight into like why I think this way and how it should help you uh, you know, maybe not make more money, but definitely keep more money. When you get into a scenario where you say, okay, I want to buy Apple calls because the new iPhone is coming out. Okay. There's a few things wrong with that statement or a few things that are left out of that statement that should be there. Um, but of course, before I start, you do whatever you want, right? I am just a stranger on the internet. I don't know anything better than you do. Uh, but you are listening to this podcast to look for opinion or for, to look for some help. And my points are just a talking point. It's not law, right? Like I can absolutely play earnings one day. I can absolutely buy a call if the iPhone comes out. But this is just the general guidelines that I personally follow. And hopefully it can help you. So the price of the matter is... Uh, Market manipulators, the big ones, you know, Morgan Stanley and all that good jazz, they have uh, the data before you. They know the Apple event day before you. They understand everything before you. So they price their algorithms to run. And that's why, you know, QQQ and SPY move in a very similar fashion on, you know, down days and up days. Um, they react to prices long before you do. So the, by the time you have that genius idea of buying a call because the new iPhone is coming out, they've already bought calls for that. And so that makes it so that when you buy a call, the volatility on that pr- option is way too high for it to work out. Or if it does, it needs to move way in your favor for you to make any type of meaningful money. 
However, this is not the episode where I talk about or exclusively talk about volatility going into annual events like these. Because I think most of my listeners at this point understand that, you know, if some big event is going to happen, volatility will be higher because some people will be betting against it. Some people will be betting for it. This episode is to basically just remind you that any sort of annual event like this, because it's so volatile, it can go either way. Maybe Apple comes out with a new iPhone that just isn't up to par and the market truly doesn't like it and the the Apple stock sells off. Maybe Apple creates this new cancer-curing phone and Apple goes to the moon. You can't predict these movements. And so if you are trading with a plan, there's no reason why you should be susceptible or suscept yourself to action or price action like this right you're already doing really really awesome selling put credit spreads and maybe selling some covered calls on some stocks you own your profile is going up already there's no doubt about that when you start incorporating plays like this and you say oh you know this is a lotto play or this is just for fun that is cool as long as it's for fun but if you are trying to trick yourself into thinking this is a for sure play or this is part of the plan if your plan is already working pretty decently, there's no reason why you should deviate, right? Either prove that your plan really, really works by just doing it longer, or you know, increase some quantities and some or some other factors that don't have to do with a specific date or event, right? Maybe your plan is doing really, really well, and you've just been playing really, really safe, and your spreads are really uh, narrow, or uh, you know the the price or the strikes that you're buying are like you know pretty close to the money. Maybe you start deviating outwards, or you know vice versa. It just depends on what style you're doing. If your main plan is already working, consider just changing some parameters of your trading style that you're doing already. Don't incorporate annual events like these where it's basically a 50-50. If your win ratio is already 80%, why would you mess that up with a 50% coin flip? Oh, Apple's going to kill earnings. Apple's going to get destroyed by earnings, right? There's no reason why you should do that. If you want to have fun and you want to buy Apple Call, don't lie to yourself and say it's part of the plan. You can at least be truthful to yourself and say, this is for fun and, you know, good luck to Apple. I believe in Apple and, you know, Playing or gambling is fun. I have fun gambling too. I love playing blackjack. I'm not a good. I'm not a big fan of roulette, but I love playing p- poker, blackjack. Um, you know, if we're watching a game, I'll I'm gladly put up five bucks for just picking a team. Like I enjoy gambling, but I admit it though. So if I ever did play Apple for earnings play or Facebook or Amazon, I would be the first one to say, "Hey, this is for fun." I wouldn't put any DD in there to like try to prove to myself or prove to anybody else that like this is the for sure play. You're going to make tons of money if you follow me on this. That is not me, right? But I do like playing earnings. Uh, you know, I haven't done it in a long time, so maybe I'm contradicting myself here. But I can see the fun in it because I used to do it before. I had tons of fun, you know, even on, you know, plays that I've lost big on, you know, still pretty much big from other plays I've won on. It's still fun, but it can spiral out of control if you don't check it. And a lot of my podcast is not making sure that you're like this angel, perfect trader, uh, because you know no one's perfect. I'm far from perfect, but this is just me putting 
a small angel on your shoulder so that the next time you get one of these urges that maybe, just maybe, you might remember this podcast and you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Junie this one time. This one time I'm going to listen and I'm going to see how it works out. And then it's up to the market. You know, if the market says like, okay, we're going to we're gonna doom this stock and then it's going to go down, then that's when it clicks. You're like, oh, wow. Okay, so Junie is actually right some of the time. He's not just some big-headed person talking like into the microphone all day. <laughs> um, but, you know, you might become resentful, right? And this is why I always say, like, you know, my word isn't law. I'm just an average trader. Is that, like, if I were to tell you, hey, don't pay Apple earnings this time, and you bought Apple Call, or you thought about buying Apple Calls and then Apple Moons, right? Then suddenly, Juni is, like, the worst trade on Earth. So it's all about balance. And at the end of the day, it's up to you to buy or sell that stock, buy or write that option. When you get in a scenario where you're blindly following someone's advice or following someone's trades, that's when it gets super, super dangerous. And I've mentioned this all before, and I want to make a specific episode about it. But these people that run services, including me, there is a good chance that that person running the service has more uh, expendable income than you, that that person can afford to make riskier plays, that that person uh, can double down on a losing position better than you. And so, you know, while like there's a lot of trading services online, you know, including mine, you have to make sure you understand what you're wanting from the service. If you want to make tons of money with, you know, buying out of the money calls on swing plays on like indicators and proving why this trade would work, my service is not the one for you for sure. And I've I've made sure that people know that, right? You don't join my service or, you know, I hate calling it a service too. It's like, you don't join my thing uh to make money or to like make tons of money like that's that's not who i am that's not the platform that i try to provide you come in to learn you come in to be a nice person right there's too many people on fintwit with too many egos that want to just like fling big words around or make people feel bad because you know they have a bigger account it's like that's not the vibe right so do your research when picking out, um, you know, advice or, you know, lots of services promote their th- stuff during earnings because what happens is that service plays like every single earnings play and they'll eventually hit a winner on one of them and they'll start sharing that one. They'll be like, oh, look at what our group made on this. But then they don't show like the other three that they missed on. Right. Like and you have to imagine that these services get Ivy crushed to death, too. Right. Like imagine, you know, you go all in on Amazon and you hit big because Amazon is now trading at like, I don't know, thirty five hundred. And it's like, boom, they crushed earnings. Um, And then, you know, this service was also correct on I don't know, I'm just pulling it up here, like on Etsy and Teladoc and Visa all going up. But the calls that they picked were too out of the too far out of the money. So it's like you get this like affirmation of like, wow, this service is really good because, you know, they, they picked these calls, but the strikes were just too far out of the money. So, you know what? I'm going to stick around because this is OK. But guess what? Stonks usually go up. Right. So if you're wrong about the strike, you're just wrong. And I, I clearly admit that. Right. Like if I get assigned on something or if I, you know, something goes like really bad, like I was just wrong. Right. Like COVID happened. And I got assigned 80K worth of stock. And I said, you know what? Max loss is fine. I don't care about getting assigned 80K. When I got assigned, I cared about the 80K. I was like, dang, this kind of sucks. But I learned from that moment. And while I don't get myself in scenarios like that anymore, um, I just remember to make sure that, you know, I learned from that moment. And I could, like, attribute, (laughs) attribute, I'm, like, trying to slam words together, that I make sure that that trade is in my four 
in, in the front of my mind when I'm opening trades. Because being in this scenario, as much as I say I count for max loss, it did suck. But I stuck to my guns and I proved... Oh, I don't want to even go on a tangent on that. I proved my way out of it by holding a stock, selling covered calls, and even selling some short naked puts on the way up because I was just so confident in the stock that helped me a bunch too. And I made it out. And I'm way positive for the year. I'm like 25, 27% up for the year to date. And I'm super proud of that. And no one will ever take that away from me. Right. And I proved it. I was positive on the podcast. I tweeted about it being positive and I showed all my trades during that time. Right. Once you break through and you start thinking about how you trade, you start logging your trades, you start just being a better person about trading. You help people watch to trade and you don't like insert like your opinions in there. You just like literally just help them. Like there, there's so many podcast ideas are just spawning from my brain right now but um beyond that uh if you already have a plan just modify the plan especially if it's working that maybe modify it to just be a little bit more risky but again there's no reason why you should introduce coin flips to an already working machine right like if you're already making money from this uh, plan that you have maybe you already beat the seven eight to eight seven to eight percent and you're in course of spy, you don't need to do anything else. You don't need to play these earnings. But if you feel like it's just for fun, by all means, do it. Oh, good podcast episode today. I felt like there's a lot of realness in there. <laughs> um, I'm going to quickly go to the outro uh, because I'm starving right now. But uh, yeah, uh, have I hope everybody has an awesome earnings week. Be very, very careful. As much as I make fun of people that uh, like get mad at earnings or like get mad at losing, I really do hope that whenever you lose on one of these positions, and not saying that you're doomed to lose when maybe you win all these, is that you understand that I am always going to be welcoming to you. If you ever want to come back to the podcast, if you ever want to reach out on Twitter and say like, "Oh, Junie, like I, I made a mistake," it's like I'm never gonna say like, "Oh, I told you so." Like, I understand that emotions get in the way. I understand that, like, you know, it's it, everybody is human. Yeah, some people get caught up in things. Mindsets change. Tunnel vision gets, like, ensued. Um, just understand this podcast is always here. You can always come back, listen to a few episodes as refreshers, all that good stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's sad losing money and then being mad about it. Uh, but you can always bounce back. That's the most important thing. Money is just money at the end of the day, though you should treat it with some respect because it does get you pretty far in life if you decide to use it and save it responsibly. You know, there you know, money is just money. I agree. You should never like kill yourself over it, right? That's never the right choice. But if you make enough correct choices, and you know some nice responsible ones is that are future looking you know you have you have a wife or you have a husband or um you know you want a nice house you have some goals in mind then being responsible about it and trying to learn from any mistakes that you might accrue from being responsible for it is a really good decision so that's just a little bit of positivity for capping the end of the episode i'll see everybody in the outro otherwise i'll see everybody on the stream this tuesday thanks
Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang, where I stream on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at junie at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with a Theta Gang referral is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, all caps, one word. Uh, I want to give a quick extended shout out to LedZep24, HSENIV, uh, PFM, Nate the River, Anton Kalhui, Nand Wackel, La Little, NM, Deuce Dingle, Tom Thomas, Pitlesk, JTZ, Majadir, AG, Spazzenfish, Norfish, Murph Q, Cheese, Fancy Wolf, Hassan, Flip Flop, Maltman, Gonzadamas, Pacro, JZN, Na, XJS, Mikos, Craig Thomas, BK Trade, Hunter Joe, Baked Potato, Ensis88, Shifty, Rustier, Winnie Hat Jr., Kaput, Hermes, Krispy Kreme Boy, The Register, Laser Reservist, Cheddar, Los Caritors, Salt Water, Cured, Decentro, Matthew Hans, Chicken Dinner, Bet Trader, Lightsaber87, Low Slow Motion, Just Send It, Minnow Dum Dum, GJ Wilson, France, Leo Jetson, Grandpa95, Elfinko, Mitch Brady7, and Mike D. <gasps> wow. Okay. I am starving right now. Um, but as for the 1% gang, I always got to stick around. You know, I got to say some things that are on my mind. Uh, I am not joking when I say, like, Pokemon is at the top. If you've considered, like, investing, like, with quote, like, Pokemon, like, don't do it. It's way too toppy right now. Uh, if you want to get some cards for nostalgia and you feel like you're missing out, don't worry. Like, the bottom line for some, like, beat-up cards that you, you know, you don't want your, like, card that you really, really want in, like, perfect condition where you have to pay, like, t- like thousands of dollars for it, right? Like, if it's truly for nostalgia, you won't picking up. You won't mind picking up like an ungraded version of it in some like random set. Like it, that that does that never made any sense to me. Um, uh, the people that want to like get it for nostalgia and get like the PSA ten. Like, um, what else is what else is happening? Um, the wheel tracker. Like no joke. I would love it if more people sh- that that want to leave input in it like show up because like. I'm coding it and then I'm like also showing like how it works like as I put in like each line of code. So if you told me like, hey, Junie, uh, this uh, this stat or this column, like we, I don't care about it. I don't care how many uh, stock I bought. I don't care how many like stock I bought at this particular time. I'd rather just know my total amount of stock that I have, right? That's the type of input that I would love hearing. Um, I got a lot of good input from uh, Saltwater Cure. Shout out to you. I was just on a trip right now uh, that I just got back. That's why I'm star- <laughs> such starving right now. Such starving. I can't even make sense. Um, yeah, but shout out to Saltwater Cure for leaving me some dope feedback in Discord. Um, and uh, yeah, going to work, be working on the wheel tracker uh, probably later. T- no, I will for sure be working on it later today. And this is another shout out to my girlfriend. Uh, I will miss you for sure dearly, even though we're going to FaceTime like every day. Um, let's see. I can kickflip while moving. That's pretty cool. I can't kickflip while moving every time, but I could do it pretty consistently. But I land in Primo. Like most of the times I don't land on it, which is really, really frustrating. Um, let's see. Guitar playing. I've been playing a lot of BB King's type of stuff. Uh, really, really cool. It's, it's just like a very nudely style. Like I could just pick up the guitar, put on some, uh, put on a backing track, and then start playing. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I just feel like I'm in such a rush, just because you know, just unpacking everything and then getting having to do this podcast, which I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna eat. Uh, relax a little bit and then I will get started on the wheel tracker and then hang out with uh, chat for a little bit 
And then, uh, yeah, Junie is very happy right now. I feel really good. I do feel a little stressed. I don't know from what, uh, but I still, I, feel, I mean, not still, but I feel stressed. But I imagine that's just me being hangry. <laughs> and if you're deadly curious on what I'm eating, I'm eating the Taiwanese spicy from Boiling Point with a black tea. Oh my god, I'm like staring at it. Okay, I'm just gonna upload this. <laughs> Sorry for taking all your guys and girls' time. Uh, I will see everybody on Twitter and or Twitch. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch everybody next week.